This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Whoop, the performance tool that is changing the way people track their fitness and optimize their training through a wrist-worn heart rate monitor that provides analytics and insights on recovery, strain, and sleep. Learn more at whoop.com. That's W-H-O-O-P.com and use code NOMEAT at checkout to save 15%. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to me Athlete Radio. Matt, I'm a little tired this morning. Uh, you are? You sound a little bit, a uh, little sniffly as well. I am a little sniffly. And Summer? I hope, spring I, allergies, I mean? Yeah, I'm hoping it's allergies and not a cold. Yeah. I don't know. We were, uh, but I'm tired because uh, I have... My band has a really, really big show this weekend. And, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were out, we were out late practicing last night. So, Uh-oh. yeah. Where is, where is it? Oh, you know, just the premiere stage in Black Mountain, Town Pump. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same place you've been playing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so our what? third, our okay. third gig there. Yep. Oh, okay, I, th- I actually thought you were much more regular than that. No, no, third, okay. third gig. We're debuting a bunch of new, new songs. Yeah, you know, Doug. This is—I I don't want to. If you have more to talk about your band, I'd love to hear it. But I have an interesting <laughs> band uh, tidbit related to you. Oh, I, well, I'd love to hear that. As far as I know, so Asheville is, a, as, if people don't know, is like a, a microbrew craft beer place, and breweries just sprout up left and right. You can't keep track of them. I don't know if there are thirty downtown now, or you know, in the vicinity of downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot, a whole lot, and there just always are more. And it's always like, well, how can Asheville possibly support more breweries? when you never see them fail and only i had only known that two of them ever failed um until last weekend i heard that a third one failed yeah what used to be habitat brewing yep is now gone and uh i i wondered if it was coincidental that that was that was the (laughs) debut show it was our first paid gig what's the name of the band again i love primitive studio yeah primitive studio that was the first show we were we were actually talking about that. <laughs> we were joking about that last night. Huh? We were, we were, you know, we've been playing together for three years, just about, and um, and we were talking about our first show, and it was at Habitat, and then we realized that we outlasted Habitat, wow. which in in like you were saying in Nashville to outlast a brewery is a pretty big deal. So it definitely is. So good we were, for your band. I was I was going to spin it more towards. Either your band caused the downfall, which I don't think that was it, or just maybe indicative of bad decisions that they made. <laughs> that could <laughs> but, be. But I, I like the positive spin, though. That's yeah, no, it was, it was a very positive spin. You know how much we made from that gig, though? How much? What's your guess? Uh, $15. Yeah, $35. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Split three ways, right? Yep, split three ways. Okay. That was our first paid gig. We got a percentage of the bar dab. And no one was there, so <laughs> we made thirty-five bucks. Did you? Did you get? Uh, you got a okay. Did you get? Did you get free beer at least? We did get free beer, That's so good. if you count that, you know it's probably yeah. double that. I mean, my old band days, I think. I don't know if we ever got much money. We we always got free beer, and when when we sold CDs, we got money. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we took like a portion of the door or anything. You gotta pay that merch. You get that merch money. That's what it is, right? You gotta, you gotta work the merch table and always promote it and all that. Uh huh. No, no, we've never played anywhere that actually charges at the door. Um, but uh, I the at least at um at Town Pump they they have a guarantee, so that helps. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. So when's that show? That's Friday. Friday night. Okay. If you're in the if you're in the Asheville, Black Mountain, North Carolina. Anywhere on the East Coast, yeah, you should be, really come were, down to. If you were a Nomad Athlete Radio fan, that'd be a cool 
experience. Oh, yeah. Show up at Doug's gig and see him play. And you're going to be there, right? I'm not sure I'll be there. No, I won't be there. I actually won't be there that night. I'm going to be at the Asheville City soccer game. Okay. All right. I guess that's that's acceptable. Yeah. Anyway. Well, good, Doug. That's that's cool. I like that hobby. And it actually ties in a little bit to our episode topic today. It's an example of of something that is probably a healthy habit. First of all, any more introduction content before we move on to, to the main thing? Um. No, I don't think so. But I, we should address that uh, we were out last week, and if you missed an episode, if, if you noticed we missed an episode, I think we might have teased it on the last episode, but I went to the beach. That's why we didn't mm. do it. I took a full week of vacation. We uh, Matt and I needed some time apart, which was good, and um, mm-hmm. and now we're back, but that's why we didn't have an episode last week. Yeah, I think we may have maybe said, did we say we're going to play a replay or something? No, I actually cut that out because oh, okay. <laughs> right after we recorded that, we decided not to play a replay. Good. Okay. Well, then I think we're good. But yeah, so we missed we missed one, but that's okay. We're, yeah. we're, we've been pretty consistent. This is the most consistent thing we've done at Omega Athlete, so I'm cool with that. Oh, I do, I do have one more intro thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to thank everybody who went and, you know, we played that, we made that plug for, for reviews a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And yep. I went and looked at them, and uh, we had drowned out the the one star. You're a shrill for the oh that meat one meat shill. industry shrill right, for the meat right. industry. Yeah, yeah. We uh, some several people uh, left left us some reviews, and I'm just really grateful for that. That is very nice. Yeah. I happen I never read reviews of anything. I, I've made it a point because I just can't. If I do like like everyone, I will focus on the one bad one and forget the eighty good ones, and. I, I was looking at it because we were we are putting it mentioning the podcast in a new email campaign we're doing and we were going to say how many five star reviews but I we just went in there to kind of glance at it and like I just couldn't help but read like three one star ones that I could see on the first page and uh, I just hate them just hate <laughs> hate reading reviews now I know I don't do it yeah no, but it anyway but I really appreciate the positive ones and that and those there are so many more of those so that's uh, definitely that's very good definitely but anyway um you know what's interesting about I don't know if this is how podcasts are. And then we'll get on to our topic. I don't want to spend too long. Um, <laughs> like, I, they're int- like, when you find books on Amazon, like, if you look at the pattern of reviews, it's always kind of interesting to me, at least as, like, somehow indicative of the book. Like, you can find, like, like the Nomiathi books on Amazon are, like, the lots of five stars, uh, slightly fewer four stars, fewer three. And then as it goes down to two and one, you have almost none. But, other, and I've always wondered, like, should I have more one-star reviews? Because Seth Godin, who's kind of a guy who I consider a mentor, has always said the key to being a successful author or a good good author who's doing good work is get lots of one-star reviews, but don't read them. Meaning, if you're not getting one-star reviews, you're kind of not doing anything. You're not pushing the boundaries at all. You're kind of doing, you know, predictable stuff. Um, our podcast gets a ton of five-star reviews and a lot of fours and then a whole lot of ones, like more ones than probably twos or threes. Oh, yeah, way more. And I don't know if that's a podcast thing. I, don't, I haven't really looked at other podcasts, but I don't know if it's a podcast thing where like you're, it's just more polarizing to, to be listened to than to you know, read a book. Um, but I just found it interesting, so I don't really know. Or maybe, or maybe somehow we are more polarizing on the podcast. Or maybe, Doug, you cause one-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's coming back to me. Right? <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> but, it, but to spin it positively, that could yeah, be a good thing. The that could be a good thing. Seth Godin would say that. Well, so this is this is kind of interesting. We, again, we don't need. <laughs> maybe this is why we're getting one star reviews because right. we just keep going. Well, down it is. That's some of it. It's people yeah. say oh, too much uh, about them. Too much about us, and uh, and also I I read several that the uh, sound quality wasn't up to snuff. So uh-huh. that's something that you wouldn't get in like a Amazon review, right? So. Although I get don't buy the Kindle version. It's horrible. 
I've seen that one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Which isn't my fault, so I'm right with that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks yeah. for your positive reviews. It really, it, it helps, and it feels good. Yes. And so, and we do, we never ever do plug this, or it's so rare compared to other podcasts. So I'm going to do it again. If you like the show, please, please, please go there and leave us nice reviews. To iTunes. That's where there yes, is. Yes, iTunes is the place to do it. You can leave one star ones, but we're not going to read them. I'm really not, I'm not reading anymore <laughs> because I just, I just realized why I don't. It's, it's not good for me. Well, I, cause I've been, I've been paying more attention to all of our stats and mm-hmm. rankings and everything. So I actually have been looking at them and I really appreciate them. Me too. But you shouldn't look at them. Bad. It really it makes yeah. it makes I think it makes the, makes it harder to make good content when you're reading reviews. Yeah. Okay. So you gotta stop. All right. Don't read any, any primitive studio reviews either. Write up in the Black Mountain <laughs> Journal or whatever. Oh. That okay. Would, let's that get to the actual funny. content. So the idea we have for an episode today is one that I like a whole lot. Um, it is. Well, let's get right to it. It is ha- healthy habits besides nutrition and food. We always talk about nutrition and food. We we talk about mindset too. That's kind of one of our things, um, but it's this is a neat topic because we think first of those things. I, I've been saying nutrition and food. That's not right. Nutrition and exercise are what we usually talk about. <laughs> those are the obvious things you think about right. when you're talking about health. Um, but there is a whole lot more than that. Uh, those probably are the biggest pieces. I don't know. Nutrition, I think, really is. But um, there's lots more. And I'm a really big fan of the Blue Zones book which if you have not read that, check it out. It is still my favorite health book. It's just a nice, inspiring picture of what a healthy healthy life that doesn't seem like overly uh, strict is. And, and I think that's part of it. Having something not overly strict probably contributes to your health because once you add strictness, you add stress, and that kind of gets to what we're talking about today. All the other things that are part of health, um, I guess could be part of longevity. The ones I thought of are kind of are because I know them as, as keys to that. But, uh, you know, just things, things to health that aren't those things. So, um, I've been reading a little bit, Doug, recently. You know, I kind of like the longevity topic. It's just something that is sort of interesting to me. Yeah, you want to live to be a thousand, right? I do, and I'm, and I'm increasingly pessimistic about that because of robots. <laughs> really? Robots and artificial intelligence, I think, are going to destroy us too early. They're going to foil no, my plans gonna, to live they're gonna They're going to come and just destroy the world? They're going to take over? Is that what they're you're saying? They're going to come. They're already here. They're going well, to, okay. they're rising up is what's happening. Yeah. Uh. See. see, you won't see because you'll just be suddenly dead one day because a because a bomb will be dropped on your house from a drone plane. <laughs> from a robot. You know, I think it's you, I watched a TED significantly more likely that uh, you know it could be that they last longer than us, but probably because we've burned everything down and the seawaters have risen and That's we can't also, grow any crops. Also possible. Also yeah. possible. Anyway, uh, yeah. So. From an individual perspective, though, longevity. I like the idea of maximizing <laughs> what you I've can do. I watched a TED Talk. Is that, TED how you, talk? is that how you justify everything? <laughs> I saw TEDx. TEDx. In fact, it was a TEDx talk. What wasn't even like that. <laughs> Straight up TED. Okay, sorry. <laughs> anyway. That's the kind of research we do around here. <laughs> uh, but anyway, there's a guy named, named Walter Longo, who I think is cool. And uh, my dad just did his fasting mimicking diet, which Ooh, is kind of interesting. What's that? Thing. It's, so he, he thinks that not having food, this is on topic, by the way. This is not far from what we are talking about, so I'm happy to expand. <laughs> um, not having food is a part of our evolution, and, and our bodies depend on periods where we just don't have much to eat and uses that time to go do a bunch of internal repair uh, and, and set you up for long-term health. So that's fasting. What he has determined is a more practical way to do it 
which is not intermittent fasting. That's that's kind of different, but I guess it has some of the same stuff. Um, but his his whole thing is this five day thing where you eat pretty low calories. I think it's like eight hundred to to a thousand maybe calories for you know one hundred fifty, one hundred sixty pound person. Um, and so you're not totally depriving yourself. It's not like a miserable thing, but you do this once every three months. Uh, it's, it's all packaged food and stuff, which is how he profits. But I think most of his stuff just goes into research funds and he can't even get at the money. It's something like that. Um, but he just, he just appears to be very, very smart with the work he's done, the research he's done on longevity and this whole fasting mimicking idea, uh, is really interesting to me, but you can, you can be into him without doing fasting mimicking. He still has a whole lot of interesting longevity info. Um, and a lot of it is, is related to the blue zones, which I think is why I like him. Hmm. Uh, one of them is, so this is, this is perhaps, this is my first thing I'm going to mention here as far as healthy habits. Um, I guess you could call this exercise, but gardening is, is the thing hey. that he says. I know. And you're, you're a big gardener now. Uh, everybody's garden is flourishing, I hope. So mm-hmm. nice, timely thing. Um, but one of the best activities you can do that is, that was mentioned many times in the blue zones, people who kind of lived in hilly terrain and walked naturally on the hills. Um, but like that and gardening were the kind of their primary exercise and they weren't deliberate exercise. They were just things that were part of your life. Uh, but gardening, I think Longo says is specifically good for bone health, that it was like one of the best activities there is, maybe the best, uh, for bone health. So as, as you get older, you know, bone health, big deal. Cause you break a hip when you're, when you're 80 and that's, that's, that's not good. So what, uh, so do you know why? Why is what gardening it? so good for it? Yeah. I don't know why. I, I can only imagine it's from being in dis- different positions, standing up, squatting down a lot without uh-huh. weight, but like, you know, in all different ways and supporting yourself different ways. I just think it puts stresses on bones and makes your body adapt. Yeah. Or well, could be the connection with the soil. If you do your gardening barefoot, could be a, be a grounding soil. effect, which sure. which could you could make an argument is a healthy habit. There's a lot of research saying it doesn't matter, but uh, <laughs> that is a non-exercise healthy habit. But we, we know at least one person we do. who's into our, it. Our friend Sid is super into it. <laughs> um, I, I should say, there's a lot of research out there that, that says it is. I've never looked closely and said, you know, made my own decision about it. But I know there's stuff on both sides. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm all for that. And I will say that, you know, beyond just, I mean, beyond just the bone health, uh, mm-hmm. the gardening is just bringing me so much joy this year. So it's not just the bone health that's, that's going for you? <laughs> no, it's not just the bone health. No, it's just pretty, it's like making, like, I'm like really into it. I'm checking yeah. it every day and, you know, we're out there, you know, on these long team calls that we have, I'm sitting out there weeding the garden. Uh, that is a good way to do it, for sure. Uh, um, and uh, it, I don't know, it's just, it's like bringing me a ton of joy. And we haven't even gotten any food yet, except for greens. Yeah, and, so we've only started using ours recently and... Uh, I have the same thing. I'm, I'm not even the one who mainly gardens. Aaron does it with the kids, and they do a bunch now, and then I'll help out a little bit, but it's just, I don't know. I What I tend to do is cook the food that is made from the garden, and I I don't know. The, the other day, they were doing stuff, bringing in just like herbs, but we were I was making something with it, and it just, I, I was like, man, this is what it's all about. This warm yeah, weather, right? getting fra- food about. from the garden, making healthy food from it, it's just good. Yeah, life is good. Life is good. good. I, and, I like that. That was a good one. So I'm going to go yet again, Doug, with oh, yet another geez. thing. Okay. What you got? <laughs> when you're gardening, that that can become your your thing you're doing. It's, it uh. is progress. You see, you know, progress happening right there in front of you, like in, in a, one of the most tangible senses there is. You see something growing in front of you uh, that you did, and then you get to eat it. And it's your thing, right? It can be your thing that, like, you're checking in on each day or week or whatever, 
and you're going and maintaining it. And it's this sense of purpose, which is a huge, very, very often cited longevity pillar. Uh, just having something to do. You hear all these stats about people retiring or dying as soon as they retire within whatever, three or five years. The stats are really high. Uh, and it's a thought because that that's like something the sense of purpose is gone and your body just punts. So that's it. Yeah. So guarding one small way to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Your turn. I agree. Am I taking all your, am I taking all your healthy habits? No, I didn't actually know. Good. Uh, all right. So I got, uh, I'll do one that um, I am just, uh, I'm four days into getting into again. <laughs> You're going to like this one. Like uh, the, I mentioned in that 10th anniversary episode, I said, I have a lot of things where I do it for a little while and I say, this is a big deal. And then I, I realize I only did it for a month. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm four days or I guess today's day five into the, 30-day meditation challenge that we're hosting uh-huh. here and yep. uh and I'm, I'm loving it and i you know granted i'm only a couple days in so we'll see what happens you'll, you'll have to hold me hold me to it and check in with me next month sometime i will um, but it just uh that you know right now we're only taking a few minutes a day it just feels really good to have that time and um and so i've been doing it with katie mm-hmm. meditating with katie and what i found because we're doing it in the evening like after dinner. And what I found is that instead of, um, I don't know, go off and doing something of our own or watching something or, I don't know, doing something that's like not as healthy of a habit, we're going, we're meditating and then we're just like hanging out afterwards. We're like talking and uh-huh. just like, I don't know, it's been, it's like brought us together in a way that uh, then kind of sparks a bunch of other nice activities. So, you know, I don't think that that's one of the, ben- like, there are thousands of benefits to meditation, and that's probably not one of them, but it's been a nice little side effect. Yeah, absolutely. I have maybe meditated one time with Aaron, and I think we didn't do it again because it was weird. And it was sort of like, <laughs> I just couldn't think about anything but, but that. I thought, but her, I maybe yeah. like, we were like back to back or something, I think. Is that how you guys do it? Oh, no, we just in the same room. Okay. I, we were doing some sort of deliberate activity. I don't know what it was, but anyway. Um, okay. And that, and that's, not weird or anything or maybe weird the first time like when we recorded a podcast in person yeah yeah i don't know it was a little weird the first time but uh no it hasn't it hasn't been hasn't been weird mm-hmm. it's been nice i don't know it's been kind of like a this is an activity we're gonna do now and yep. uh i don't know it's been good but you know of good. course you know aside from that there's the all the happiness benefits and brain health benefits and all kinds of yeah. things that comes with meditation a lot of those things. I've wondered about meditation as far as the amount of time that is required to experience benefits. You would kind of think, like a lot of things, when our life is so, so hectic and increasingly hectic, that any bit of something that's the opposite of that, any break from that is good, right? I mean, of course it's good. But that like perhaps the first five minutes of meditation are really the most valuable ones. And then if you can get up to an hour or half an hour or whatever, that like maybe there's kind of diminishing returns to it because the first five are like, you know, where your body really just does its, or your brain, I should say, really just, you know, gets what it needs as much as possible. So yeah. I wondered, like, are, are, when we talk about profound benefits of meditation, when I see those, usually they're based on studies of, like, 12 or 15 minutes a day, which I think mm-hmm. you can view as sort of a reasonable amount, and that's maybe why they choose that. Um, but I've always wondered, like, if you're meditating for two or three or five minutes, are you getting a whole bunch of the benefits just from that? Or is it more like, the only point of that is to develop a practice so you can reach these higher points because maybe you, maybe meditation requires that amount of time, like, you know, 10, 20 minutes to really sink into where you get those benefits. 
you know, I've, I've heard I've heard both things actually. Uh, Matt Yeager, who's who's leading this challenge, uh, mm-hmm. who is a very experienced meditator, yes. uh, he he says that fifteen to twenty minutes is where you really start seeing the the big benefits. Okay. Um, so that's that's partly why we're working up to that in mm-hmm. in the challenge. Um, but I have also heard that once you're once you've like gotten it down, like once you you know have gotten the you know you're really good at the 20 minutes you know and you can drop into the a deep meditation yeah then um then just a couple minutes a day you can you can drop into that really quickly for two minutes or something and it will be a total reset for you cool so good i don't know i will also offer something that is for someone who just says i'm not going to meditate another healthy habit would be doing anything that is mimicking meditation in terms of you're just not you're just not doing your phone or mm. being stimulated by information coming in, even from something as what I think is usually positive as a book, uh, to just kind of do nothing and like let yourself go garden or watch out your window and watch birds, you know, or like where, where you're just you're just there, not really thinking about anything with no purpose of thought. You're just sort of observing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really beneficial. If you're not going to do the meditation and that's just not your thing. I think you can get, you can simulate it with, with things like that. You know, I, that's an interesting comment and something I've been thinking a lot about recently because I have a habit, good or bad, I'm not sure, of, of um, throwing on a podcast like whenever I'm alone pretty much. Uh-huh. So, you know, like maybe not when I'm working, but, um, you know, if I'm gardening or if I'm washing the dishes or mowing the lawn or in the car or whatever, I have a podcast going and it's like constant even if it's an inter- an entertainment podcast, it's like constant, like information just being thrown at my face, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. and sometimes like I I get done with that stuff and I'm just exhausted, you know. Even <laughs> though it was like a fun, right. you know, a fun thing, and and like I I don't know. I'm thinking that I need to spend more time in in silence. Yeah, I mean, who really knows? But I think I think there's definitely something to that, right? Like it, the it just seems like recently it's kind of maybe coming back the other way, but for a long time and and in my life for me, it was like as, as often as possible, be dumping something good into your mind, use technology to make sure you're always learning or always, you know, multitasking in some way. Um, often you can probably with something like garden, you can do it where it doesn't, doesn't impact your activity to be multitasking or with running like I did. Right. Um, yeah. and my mindset was always that same with dishwashing. I've done that too listen to something, you know, often educational or, or inspiring, uh, even doing something like that and just thinking like maximize the time. Even sometimes when you go to bed, a lot of people I think do this, listen to something when they go to bed, uh, probably slightly better than watching a TV show to fall asleep to. Uh, but still it's just, it's just constant input of information, like you said. So it, hard to know, like I surely socialization, like when you think about gardening in, you know, our history, probably involved often lots of conversation surely involved lots of conversation and and company and input uh but yeah you're right i mean i think i think surely we are designed to have some have some downtime right where where our brain is just processing and not just during sleep either but probably times during the day so i think yeah who who knows never seen any research on that but i think uh that strikes me as something that's fairly intuitive that we should we should have yeah, some, right. some but you know what this thing we talk about so much the, the phases of life thing it's just i think for me that's how it works i'll go through phases where all i want to do is listen to things like that and then i'll go through times where i don't want any of that and i just hmm. i don't know to me it, it balances out in that way and i found that that works 
Hmm. Yeah, that's probably true too. Yeah. I mean, I definitely go through phases where I like, I, all I want to do is listen to podcasts when I'm running uh-huh. and phases where that's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. Right. Uh, which kind of leads me to this, this leads me to my next one, which is uh forest bathing. This is one I know you're really into. What is it? What is it? For, forest bathing. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a Japanese uh, principle practice. Okay. Called Shen, Shenren Yoku. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, they were dealing with a lot of depression and, and anxiety and, uh, you know, kind of poor health and uh, for people in the city. And so they started busing them out to the forest Mm-hmm. Not to exercise, not to do anything, but to simply like walk slowly and just take in the nature, you know, just like take in the sounds, mm-hmm. you know, be quiet, you know, either sit or walk slowly, just kind of um, be in nature. And they call it, they call it forest bathing okay. or Shinrin Yoku, which is Shinrin is forest and Yoku is bathing. I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but uh, it they like, you know, they studied it for a long time and they saw a drastic reduction in in those issues and just a big health benefit from just simply being in the forest. Yes, I do believe that. I know you joked about me not being into that because it's an outdoor activity. Uh, but, I mean, makes total sense, right? We If we evolved in nature, then it's kind of unnatural that we now have these cities. I always like that that uh-huh. example of there was a monkey, I guess, that got loose during the, I think, Atlanta Olympics in 96, and it was like all this news story about this monkey, how he was doing all these funny things in the city, and like out of his natural habitat and eating out of garbage cans and just like having to work in a city. And it seems so weird to see him out of nature, out of, you know, where he should be. And we are that monkey, right? We like that's, we have just created this environment for ourselves where we're now, we have roads everywhere and we don't really have to be in nature or subject to the forces of nature so much. Um, so I think I think certainly if if, if part of our if, if one of the clues and not this is not necessarily like foolproof but if one of the clues is we should find happiness and and specifically health like we're talking about here uh, mm-hmm. by doing things similar to the way we've done them for tens or hundreds of thousands of years then being in in among trees and nature and not indoors is one of them yeah. so uh, I am fully on board with that as much as I do complain about outdoor outdoor activities <laughs> and get bored with them and tend to find much more fun inside uh i can appreciate that and i when i got on my porch in the middle of the day like and just look up at the mountains and be among all these foliage and leaves uh i I can feel my body be different in like 30 seconds time i just feel that something happens and it's i don't know all that input and noise and stuff just goes away so right totally huge and you know i mean you know aside from you i mean you're just being outside you're getting vitamin d you're getting fresh air you're getting kind of all these like Little things that will give you a hit of, mm-hmm. of you know, whatever. And you can listen to your podcast while you do it. And Exactly. <laughs> Just Instagram the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, Good. Sorry, okay. I didn't mean to say that word. I'm sorry. Oh, man, we're going to get the E again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we got a couple more, I think. But I think we should probably take a second to thank our we sponsor here. Definitely should. This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Whoop, the performance tool that is changing the way people track their fitness and optimize their training. Whoop is a wrist-worn heart rate monitor that pairs to their app that provides analytics and insights on three key areas. First is strain, with insights into heart rate, average heart rate, resting heart rate, max heart rate, and calories burned. Even auto-detects your activities like running, cycling, yoga, 
uh, meditation and rates the strain and level force of force bathing activities. probably i mean it would probably detect force bathing i think it would not do that <laughs> walking too slowly yeah you know, you're it, probably right about you that, might but. trick it into thinking you are uh you're meditating you know yeah it does detect meditation yeah mm-hmm. so that might answer my question about uh can can you simulate meditation by oh, just yeah. sort of watching birds or or that's true we else? could at least at least in the we could trick technology maybe I don't know we'll have to yeah. see I'll have to put that to the test we wouldn't want to trick the woo app though we love the woo app no absolutely <laughs> so next is uh, recovery looks at heart rate variability your resting heart rate and your sleep quality which spoiler alert is coming up in my uh, in my Ooh. healthy habits you get a recovery score when you wake up which lets the app know how hard your body's working. And then you can use that to get insights into whether your body is ready to be pushed again, ready to be strained again, uh, or if it just needs more rest. Finally, sleep, the big one we just mentioned. Uh, Whoop Band monitors heart rate throughout sleep to look at your sleep quality, your sleep cycles, and the times within each of those stages of sleep, which includes REM, deep, and light sleep. Uh, and the app then gives you sleep performance insights based on your actual sleep versus the amount you're needing. So you can figure it out and not go into a deficit and uh, get yourself back ready to train again that's right basically the whoop band provides an insight into your training and recovery unlike anything we have seen before so we want you to go learn more about it visit whoop.com that's w-h-o-o-p.com when you're ready to get started you can use the code no meat at checkout to save 15 percent on whoop and of course be supporting no meat athlete radio since they've been a uh, sponsor of ours for a long time one of our longest running sponsors that's right we're very grateful and it's a great product yes all right all right on to the next. I, I mentioned that I, I have sleep, but I'm not going to do that one yet. Oh. Um, because I don't really think that is a healthy habit. It's just something you do. So it's sort yeah. of a bonus. Right. Um, Actually, full disclosure, I have it too. So. Okay. <laughs> and there must be something to it. Yeah. Um, standing versus sitting. Ooh, I don't know. I guess, I guess the habit would be don't sit. <laughs> sitting I, is the new smoking. Sitting is the new smoking, or it was in 2015. I don't know. Probably is new new smoking. Since right. Then. Yeah. Maybe something is the new the new sitting now. Oh, you know you'd made it when Instagramming the new sitting. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know, uh, but I I do see this often coming up. Uh, I mentioned a few episodes ago Kelly Starrett, the guy who writes becoming a supple leopard. I think he writes. Uh, I think his blog is mobilitywod.com, mobility w o d, and uh, he's all about mobility and. He has this like little checklist, and one of his th- he just he just seems to really really get it. He's a PhD and has gotten a ton of great results, uh, great resume as far as helping people with mobility. Uh, hit one of his things is just like whenever you you know if you find yourself sitting, you're doing something wrong. Basically, he just thinks mm. it is the worst thing you can be doing is sitting. Uh, again, looking back at like nature, we didn't really have chairs that we would sit in all day. Maybe maybe we found rocks that were in the right position or sat on the ground but that's not all that comfortable for very long so uh you know i, I don't i don't know if there's the evidence to say we should never ever be sitting uh i think during meal times we actually should that's one of the blue zones things is you should sit during while you're eating and maybe it's just because that slows you down it means means you're not eating fast um or pro- encourages you not to eat fast um but i i think and i'm not alone in this that that sitting you know is is a modern invention that that really does a lot of stuff that messes us up and i mentioned earlier the idea of falling as you get older and breaking something uh i'm, I'm just kind of starting to come around on this idea that that mobility is a huge piece of health uh and even of fitness if you want uh whereas i i made that goal this year to get myself in the best shape of my life and i didn't really know how to define that i was it was just a weird thing that i knew that it would involve some strength training i thought it should involve some running 
but I totally missed this mobility piece, which I have only come about as a result of realizing from Muay Thai how immobile I was. Mm. And it just has occurred to me, like, as I've gotten older and, you know, been halfway active for sure, like done some, it's not like I've sat around for the past 15 years, right? I've done lots of things, including a whole lot of running. Uh, if you ignore mobility and do, do a repetitive activity like running, uh, you know, you can be really declining in that if if you're not doing things deliberately to make sure you, you don't. Uh, and I, I think as far as quality of life goes, once you hit your 40s and 50s and then way beyond that, uh, it just seems to me that mobility is a huge thing. And perhaps having mobility allows you to do some of these other things that we're talking about, like get out in nature, go garden, walk on hills, other exercise, right? Like, And, and you just might, if you start to lose mobility and it's a big pain to move, mm-hmm. uh, then you tend to be inside more and not gardening or having yeah. a sense of purpose. So what, do you, what are you doing about it? What I'm doing about it is reading the Supple Leopard book. <laughs> not actually done anything yet with it. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a big book, and it he says if you want to understand this, you really have to read this whole beginning part of it, which I should just I should just start implementing and then learn as I'm doing that, instead of, you know, feeling like I need to get all of it before I can begin. Yeah. Uh, so in some ways that's procrastination, admittedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. What I'm, kind of what, I mean? What kind of movements are you talking about here? A lot of them. It's not. I mean, there's there's a lot of of foam rolling type things. Um, you know, those those little ball things, what are they? Not lacrosse ball. You can use lacrosse yeah. balls, but those little balls that are softer than that. Mm-hmm. Therapy balls. Yep. Um, stretching, like using using tools and things to help you get really deep stretches. Uh, and then a lot of just like like gym activities. So like, I think this could be a, it, this could be your strength program if you wanted your strength program to be focused mm. on mobility. I think there's a lot in there. Uh, like I said, I've not read the entire book yet, so I, I could be sort of misquoting or misrepresenting this, but um just in leafing through like what the actual exercises are, I get that sense that a lot of it is, you know, doing a, a really good uh, pistol squat and having yourself make sure you're doing everything, not doing it just for the, what it does for your strength, but make, doing it perfectly and using it sort of as a test to make sure you do have the proper mobility to, hmm. to do it. So anyway, cool. yeah, so that's something I'm, I'm into. I, hopefully I will get more into that and have a lot more to share about that in the next few months. Yeah. So there you go. Twofer. That was uh, don't sit too much and uh, and focus on and mobility. mobility. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I've got two more. If you don't count sleep. Okay. Um, the first one is gratitude. Hmm. It's a great one. Yeah, and this is one that uh, I have fallen out of my gratitude practice, but one that Katie and I did for years. Mm-hmm. Daily gratitude. Um, and it was just simply to. Like what we did was we just simply picked three things that we were thankful for that day and just said them mm-hmm. and uh, didn't go into a ton of detail, but that simple act of just thinking about the things we're grateful for um, made, uh, you know, it's just like, it just brought a bunch of like joy and happiness and helped us kind of meditate on the, the positive things about life. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, it was just a really positive thing. And, and there's a lot of links from, between gratitude and, and happiness and happiness is a big part of health and longevity yeah there's a whole lot with that and i have also i used to be in a gratitude routine my, my thing for it was like it's such a small little thing and, and it's like it's a uh, it's not even out in the world unless i guess if you're writing it down it's kind yeah. of just in your head to remember to think and feel this way and that for me has always made it hard to actually do mm. and so when i was consistent about it the reason i was is because i had a little 
cue for it, which was that the last five minutes of my run, whenever I was five minutes from home, wrapping up a run, kind of going into slow cool down mode, that's when I would do it. And as long as you're running all the time, then there you go. You have a way to be grateful every time, every day. Um, but as I've stopped running, I lost that. So that's, I think that I've, I hear it all the time, this idea that like, especially the kind of trade expectation for appreciation just in relationships and in a lot of things. Yep. Uh, and, and that just kind of breeds happiness. And like you said, happiness, huge part of happiness and fulfillment, huge part of, uh, of living long and being healthy. Yeah. So I, I agree. That is, that is one that is really important and one I would like to get better at. One thing, do you notice short term, like, do you immediately or when you're in the habit of doing that, do you notice yourself being happier? Because I I must say that I did not when I was doing that. I mean, I liked when I was doing it. I felt good about myself for having remembered to be grateful. (laughs) But I don't, I can't say that like I, suddenly my whole life was just different and better. (laughs) And I was just, my outlook was better. I don't know. That didn't really happen for me. I mean, sometimes if, you know, if you're doing it together and uh, if you do kind of like bring up a little story or a little something, you know, or the, especially mm-hmm. the other person does it. Yep. And then you kind of laugh and have a good time about that. I mean, I think that can bring some yeah. just immediate hit of, of happiness. Yep. Um, and actually, you know, I just, I don't know why this didn't never occur to me, but um, I said we were out of the happy and the gratitude practice, but actually it's something we do with, with Eliza every night. I was just going to mention that. Yeah. Right before bed, um, like during the nighttime routine, bedtime routine, we uh, ask her what made her happy that day. Uh-huh. And um, I guess it's not something that I do. You know, like I don't always say it, you know, but she does. And, and that's been like a really, it's been, you know, we started it more as a way to like process emotions and kind of a good habit to uh-huh. to get into. But that's exactly what it is, is a gratitude practice. Should have yeah. thought about. I think that is good parenting, Doug. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, really man. Is. I mean, I, don't, I don't think a lot of people do that. That's, that's great. We have not been in the habit recently, but we used to do the dinner table go around and oh, yeah. everyone just not like as a as a blessing before the dinner, but just as we're eating, we just sort of said, "Hey, like this is something to talk about." And it, with kids young, being when they were younger, uh, it was quite easy for that to become the whole dinner table conversation. Just you know, with the, totally, one thing yeah. with each another. So, and, uh, and it's always, I mean, at least with you know a two and a half year old, it's hilarious to see what they come up with oh, that yeah, made right, them happy. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So, good one. Um, that dovetails a sort of into one that is crucial, which is socializing. Ah, this, see, this is my next one, too. Yeah, I knew it would be, because <laughs> you're always the never say no to having a beer with somebody. Yeah. And I know you like the social aspect. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm increasingly aware of the importance of being social, and especially from working online and just by ourselves. Uh, you know, it's kind of isolating. I actually met some, well, knew some, know someone who I talked to the other day for the first time in a couple of years and she had started working at home and then stopped because she said she just couldn't. She said it was just too, hmm. too isolating for her. So she ended up going volunteering at her church and being paid for that now. Um, <laughs> but it just, I don't know. I like that's in the past, I'd say two years, especially the past one year, uh, I've just realized like that I don't, I don't have a whole bunch of that naturally in my life. I'm starting to with the kids now getting into soccer and we meet their friends and we meet their parents and, you know, we've got that happening now. Um, but I don't know. I'm just, I, I just always sort of seek out alone time and like, I just really like reading and learning and all that stuff. And I, that's, that's mostly a solo activity. So, um, I don't know. I just, I just think it's, it's good. I had that goal at the beginning of this year, which I've kind of done. I wouldn't say I've been great at it. 
which was just sort of making efforts to reach out uh, more to people. I, not not nearly like making a phone call and talking to someone every week or month, but like just just shooting emails over people and saying, hey, how's it going? Just wanted to check in and say hi, nothing else, no, no other reason. Um, just trying to kind of like, I don't know if rebuild is the right word, but just like reactivate sort of this social yeah. web that I have. Uh, so that, very important thing. Huge part of the the Blue Zones of Happiness book, which we had um, Dan Butner on on the podcast to talk about that book a couple years ago. Um, so go listen to that one if you like this. Um, and again, if you if you buy that happiness is a part of health, and and he makes the argument that it completely is, that it just that and longevity really go hand in hand. Uh, that that then socializing, you know, by extension, is a huge part of health. So right. It's a good one. And and, and and hard. Like it's one of those things you kinda divine your if you can design your environment to put yourself near people, uh, that's one of the biggest things you can do rather than saying, I'm gonna make more effort to be social. But Right. Do what you can. <laughs> which which working from home in the middle of nowhere is probably not the best design for that. But um <laughs> <laughs> right. Um uh, but no, but yeah, which is a problem. I mean, you know, it's one of those things, like, both of us and probably anybody who works from home deals with this. Is like, unless you make plans in the evening or something like that, if you work from home, you know, you might talk to some people, like, you and I talk every day pretty much. And, um, But, you know, then Katie gets home and we get back into our rhythm of things and I'll I'll never leave the property, you know? Oh, yeah. With, yep. Which uh, which is I don't know. Like those days, if if I have more than one of those days consecutively, then uh, you know I don't know. I start getting really antsy. Yeah, I definitely. I think it's good to be sensitive to it because I've I've definitely gone three or four days without it, and then I start to notice it. But nowadays, I do tend to like notice if I don't even do it once in a day. Yeah, but but I think so. Beyond just the happiness, and and I don't know if this is proven. Although I, I imagine it probably is. Um, the community aspect I think is, is wildly important just because like if something happens, um, you know, as you get older, as I I don't know, if, if you're, if you're just in need, like to know that you have people that you can rely on and a community that will support you. I just, I feel like that's just a really important aspect of life. Definitely. I think in the Blue Zones book, uh, the, the way a lot of these Blue Zones cultures tend to like the elders kind of don't go live in an old age home. <laughs> they they live with, you know, <laughs> right. three generations and they're respected. And like, it's sort of, they move into this new purpose of life, uh, which is to be that role. And you're right. They like, they are just purely from a practical sense, not talking about happiness. Um, they're in an environment where they can be supported and where they can provide support in some ways. So like, right. it, it just, yeah, like completely practically speaking, uh, being more social is, is a good thing. And and I think you know, I've been saying like it's it's linked via happiness, but in fact now that I think about it more, I'm not sure that it, I think it's I think it actually is one of those things where like it's just uh, you just read it as a direct link to to longevity. Uh, even before this, right. the business of happiness came out, I've seen I think I think magazine articles about just how important being social is to health. Yeah. Good. All right. Any more so besides you sleep? A beer? You want to grab a beer, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, but that means if you do an activity, it's maybe not a healthy habit, Doug. <laughs> That's true. You want to go for a run? You want to yeah, do some mobility yeah. exercises? Better. All right. Um, let's. <laughs> and we could we could garden. We could <laughs> force bathe together. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, sleep is my last one. I yep. don't know about you. Me too. Do you have any more? All right. I have no more. Why don't you, why don't you take on sleep? 
I'm, I'm not an expert in sleep. It's something I've, I've, you know, sort of got really into this year because I realized when I started this activity tracking stuff that I was not getting very much deep sleep at all. Uh, my, my woes with sleep are well told in previous podcast episodes. You can go listen to those from the, you know, I don't know if it was in February maybe of 2019. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's kind of your operating system. It just sort of like helps everything else go. Uh, I don't know about sleep and longevity specifically or sleep and health. Um, uh, you know, obviously sleep, sleep is linked to health. I don't know what the, what the specific stats are or what, um, you know, if, if you're sleeping less than six hours, I know there are some people who naturally do sleep less than others, but they're pretty rare. Uh, the ones who can sleep less than six hours and, and truly not, not suffer for it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just think this is one of those things like it, it's really, you don't, you don't actively sleep better you don't focus more on sleep when you're sleeping it's just something that you have to kind of set the environment to do uh and one of the things with sleep is that i have found that like although i spend a lot of energy learning about it and just testing different things and trying different things the the things that make a difference aren't like big it's not like i'm starting a meditation habit and i'm gonna have to now have 20 minutes a day that i do meditation and i don't don't mean to say that's a bad thing or have to have 20 minutes a day but like it's it's easier than that all you have to do is change something about your environment for the most part uh and you can do it so like spending 30 dollars on blackout curtains for me made a huge difference because we have a lot of light that comes into our bedroom if we don't have that uh that's gonna make a big difference buying the weighted blanket you know and and i don't mean to say these are all spending money things because you can also just eliminate the lights in your room put electrical tape over any flashing lights or things in your room assuming it won't lead to some Mm -hmm. sort of fire um, but like they're, they're little like one-time activities. Some things are more habitual, like, you know, don't have screen time in the hour leading up to bedtime. That's, that maybe takes some willpower to, to do. Uh, but none of this like requires more of your time for the most part. So just yeah. one of those things to, to put some time, I guess, invest some time in making your sleep good. And then it sort of begins to pay off after that. Yeah. Hey, we had a podcast listener ask what weighted blanket you use. Yes, you know? I know he did. I saw that. I think it was Jaya, right? Do you know the name? Not sure. Yeah, I don't remember. just a friend of mine. Um, oh. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, it, it was a generic one I got off Amazon. I actually shared the link to Esther yesterday to share with her oh, in good. the okay. Pulse community. Um, but I, I just it waited with glass beads and 100% cotton. And you got to look look for one that's not too heavy. That's, or, I'm sorry, not mm. too hot. You don't want The point is not to have a hot blanket because if you can get too hot, and with the weight, you can get too hot. So you want to sure. look for one that does not make you hotter. Yeah, you, uh, you you don't want to get too hot. That's right. You absolutely don't. And uh, I guess one final one final weighted blanket thing is that I got a one that was kind of big, and mm. Aaron doesn't like it. She says it's too heavy for her. So that was a mistake. I should have gotten one that was like a twin size. So my tip there is check with your partner, your bed partner, if you have one, uh, to make sure that you know they're gonna want it. All right. Good tip. Yes, it is. All right. Um, so we will wrap it up there, Doug. And uh, we may have made an episode that wasn't too long this time. What are we doing? 45 minutes? Know, or something? something like that. Good. 50 minutes. Yeah. This is, and I think it's a fun one. So, you know, so, so definitely worthy of five star review. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, so if, if you like the show, please, we'd appreciate it. It really helps, apparently, to, uh, to go to that. I mean, who knows how all that Apple magic works, but. But mm-hmm. everyone seems to think it is a very good thing. So, uh, yes, please do that. And uh, as always, thank you for listening. We will be that's back right. next week. And uh, I guess that's it. Have fun. Do some activity. Do these. Do all of them. 
do all of them. I know, I know there's a couple I need to do. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> all right, good. See you later then. All right, see ya. Okay, bye.